What's up, Dunwoody? Today's show is with Alan Mothner, Lorna Sherwinter, and Hayward Westcott. They were the masterminds behind the Everything Will Be Okay signs that we've seen so much of around Dunwoody lately. The sign was originally designed by artist Jason Kofke. Uh, today's show will present you with the Dunwoody side of the story. Alan also did a 30-minute Zoom interview with the actual artist on Friday. They recorded it, and it will debut on the Sproul Center's YouTube page tomorrow afternoon, so make sure you check that out as well. Going to make this a quick intro and get right into it. If you're new to the show, my name is Matt Weber. I'm a real estate agent with eXp Realty. My co-host is Justin Dyke with PoolDues.com. You can find out more about us and our real gigs at What'sUpDunwitty.com. There's also more info about our wonderful sponsors. The show is brought to you by Porter Brew and Q Brewery. We interviewed Greg Gord on last week's show, so be sure to get back and listen to that one. Our other sponsor is our good buddy, Dr. Brett Friedman with Village Orthodontics. When you need an orthodontist, be sure to tell him that you heard about him here on the podcast. Now, here's the story behind the Everything Will Be Okay signs that you've seen all around the city. What's up, Dunwoody? Welcome back to the What's Up, Dunwoody podcast. Sure. Okay. We're talking to Alan Mothner at the Sproul Art Center. Did I get that right? Center for the Arts, but pretty close. You're not there. You're at home. No, I'm at home right now. I'm on my porch. Yes, yes. You look comfortable, quite comfortable. Thank you. That's great. Everybody listening to this will really appreciate that context, Matt. And <laughs> then we're good, here with good uh, visual Lorna. for everyone. We're here with Lorna Sherwinter. That's a pleasant name. Hi, thank you. Elvish almost. Sherwinter. Yeah, Sherwinter. <laughs> it's British, is it? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Yes, Brennan. I love, or I, or I love it. You're asking your husband who is sitting next to you right now. The, uh, my name. Yeah. yeah. You have had it longer, so. <laughs> yeah, it's it's about time you looked into the history of that. Um, so, Lorna, what's your connection to Alan? So, I am the president of Create Dunwoody, and I took over Alan's role as president literally a week before this mine <laughs> project took off. So I am the newly minted president of Create Somebody. Was that a military uh, takeover? Did you just oust him and then? No, that was like, I had no idea what was around the corner. So I said, absolutely. I'd love to serve as president of Create And then this happened and now it's, it's become like a huge, big, overwhelming, but very exciting job. And I'm, I'm really happy to be in this position now. It's, it's fun. Well, I think there's a lot of people that don't even know what Create Dunwoody is. So why don't you, one of you rewind us up to the beginning of that. Well, to put it simply, I think the best way to describe it and distill it is that it is a nonprofit that works with the city to get public art up in Dunwoody. That is really our number one priority and our driving force. Um, Alan can talk a little bit more about that because he was there at the very, very beginning of Create Dunwoody. Um, and this whole project that we took on with the everything will be okay sign was in partnership with Sproul and just kind of a reaction to the coronavirus pandemic. And we thought, okay, we have people, we have resources. The city really cares about what's going on and wants to help. What can we do? And Alan and Hayward came up with this amazing idea and brought it to create Dunwoody. And we voted on it as a board and said, yes, let's do it. <clears throat> and it succeeded. I mean, we're out of the pandemic now. The signs clearly worked. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Whose opinion did you get on that, Justin? <laughs> we're the reason the city is opening back up. Yeah. You and our governor. <laughs> you said everything would be okay, and it is. Clearly. Yeah, there you go. Po power, positive thinking, right? Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, so so create Dunwoody to to go back a little bit was created um, in uh, I think we formed officially in June and was formed as a result of the arts and culture master plan that the city formed almost two years ago now. Um, specifically, create Dunwoody was was stipulated in that arts and culture master plan to be the group that really takes the the plan and puts it on the streets with public art. So it's a nonprofit, it's an arm's length nonprofit, meaning it has an affiliation with the city, but it's not under the city's control. You really don't want public art under a city control, in my opinion. Um, but we work in partnership with like the, with Michael Starling and economic development and Ann Hanlon at the PCID and Discover Dunwoody and their team and then the rest of the board. So we are doing a public art master plan uh, that is on the streets as we speak and the um the city's pushing out you have until the beginning of may to fill that survey i love all your listeners um who would like to see public art in whatever way shape and form they'd like to see it in the city fill out a really quick survey it's three pages which is misleading because it's about five minutes they're long pages uh and fill out that survey and tell us what you want where would you like to see it what type of art would you like to see um how does it relate to dunwoody um, you know, really sky's the limit right now. We're just formulating a plan. Dunway's already kind of embraced yard sign art, right? I mean, you drive around, everyone's got one. It is, a, it's artistic expression. Well, I think, I think what's really interesting about what happened in the last month with this project is that it really shows that people in Dunwoody take a lot of pride in our city and what we do have to offer. I mean, when we first moved here and I heard there was a What's Up Dunny, Dunwoody pod, like, podcast, I thought, oh, that's, that's interesting. And um, with this, everything will be okay sign, people have really responded to it because of the message and because of the timeliness of it. But I also think because it's one of our only pieces of art in the city. And so going forward, when we have new public art, I can only imagine what the response will be from people and how much pride we'll have in it. And so I think in that way, it's been a really good case study of how thirsty the city is for good quality art, because here we are still rallying behind something that's over 10 years old now. Is that yeah. right, Alan? Yeah. yeah. And um, yeah, so we, there, we need more of it. I think the city wants more of it. It's just a matter of what and when at this point. Well, it's a neat way to express ourselves and, and really kind of our only outlet. You can't, I mean, you can, buy, you can buy like a funny t-shirt, but who's going to see it other than your family right now? Right. Either that or you could go to some of the local, you know, pool uh, clubs and there's public art there, too. It's all black and white, though. At one it has of them. to be all black and white, right? Yeah. <laughs> Hayward, you got you got your phone plugged in, Hayward? I do. I had to get power. All right. Well, tell us, Hayward, how did all this start? So uh, Alan and I talked uh, about this idea of putting the signs out. And I threw out some prices to Alan and, you know, he just, you just started at Sproul as the CEO. Right. And I think we kind of, you put a pause on it after I threw out some numbers and I was like, you know what, I'm just going to go ahead and do like 16 signs. And so I put them in front of the farmhouse and I just scattered them throughout our community. And then social media literally took off uh, with people on Nextdoor and Facebook uh, kind of going, I want to sign, I want to sign. And I happen to be uh, getting a growler at Moondogs. Can we, can we correct this story? Can we correct that story? 
So there's, there's lots of inaccuracies in the stories that have been out there. And I love that you get props for being on a run when we bumped into each other. But now the truth is coming out of where, and this will come as no surprise to anyone. Where were you truly, Hayward? I, I said that. I was at Moondogs <laughs> getting a growler of beer and you were running by. And that's when the idea took off. Uh, that's when we, we basically, you came up with the, I was, anyway, we, it was your idea to kind of let's do it for the arts. I was like, let's do it. And then from there, we just, uh, we ran with it. Um, and then we dragged Lorna into the fray. Yes. Yes. And it was a perfect, it's a perfect synergy to be honest with you. It really is. We needed Sproul because Sproul had the relationship uh, with Jason and then also just the history <laughs> of the sign. Well, no, I'm just saying they had the, they had that already in place and we, I, we needed their blessing. We couldn't just like put signs out and sell them. So anyway, but yeah, we, we, um, we started doing it immediately. It was pretty cool. Um, I think it was like within five days, <laughs> we were up and running. If I'm not, did I miss something besides being at Moondogs? No, that was no. Running? That's exactly the thing that was funny is when we first talked about it. Um, Hayward's like, "Well, I'm going to go ahead and make a hundred signs," and I'm like, "All right, you know, slow down a little bit because I don't want you to be holding the bag for these signs if if we do a hundred. Right. And then Davey and Lorna spent like I don't know, you know the the website like uh, forty eight and forty eight where they do forty eight websites in forty eight hours. That was like Davey and Lorna for the. 48-hour weekend putting up the e-commerce site and getting everything done. And then as soon as that went live, it went from 100 to 300. And next thing we know, Hayward's like, I'm printing 800 signs or whatever after like two days. <laughs> so that's when it got interesting, right? Yeah. Yeah, for yeah. us, it got interesting when we created the website. If anyone would like to test the strength of their marriage, try creating an e-commerce <laughs> website on day seven of quarantine because that's where we were at. And uh, <laughs> with, with a three-year-old, <laughs> with too, a right? three-year-old, yes, it was. It was Davy really did an awesome job, and he put a lot of man hours into that, and I'm really, really proud of him. What time of day did you get it up? Was it was it finally done? I think like ten o'clock at night, and then yeah, and then at ten at ten thirty at ten thirty, I told everybody about it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you were great in getting word out about it because it was it was really like as Lorna said, it was a perfect storm, or as Hayward said, it was a perfect storm of the website going live, you pushing out there, Jennifer Bosher from the city pushing out there, Sproul pushing out there, Craig Dunwoody pushing out there, Hayward pushing out there, and all of a sudden it went, you know, just through the roof. We, you know, we were at the early phase of this. At the same time, we did. So y'all, at the beginning of this, we were giving away swag. Do you remember that? Sproul was giving away. So I had just started at the art center and was to getting the tour of like where all the skeletons are buried in the, in the building. And we had these bins and these boxes of swag. It was pop sockets and squishy balls. And uh, I don't remember what the other one was. And so we were giving them away. Do you guys remember that? Yeah. And so, so we, Said, and, and we had a really, really cool exhibit at the gallery, and this was before we were totally shut down. So we said, anyone that comes by the gallery that needs a ball or pop socket and wants to see the show, come grab one. And Channel 5 local, um, I think Jennifer might have reached out to them and got word of it. So they came to do the story, and they did a terrible job in lots of different ways, to be honest. Um, there was a great story that we had 
um, our, our friend Reagan, who was here visiting for a uh, um, cancer treatment and stays at the residence inn um, and calls it her sign. And so we did this beautiful story about Reagan and what the sign meant and they interviewed her dad. And we were like, oh, this is just, so, I mean, we were all like tearing up there. Remember guys, when we were doing that interview, um, when that interview came out is when it really took off, even though the interview was wrong um, about the story and the identification and a bunch of other stuff. That's when things really took off and other news media outlets jumped on the story. And that's when um, Jason reached out to us about the project too the first time. So I guess we're going there now. Let's do it. I, I want to hear all about this. Well, before we go to Jason, I just want to talk real quick about what that was like, because as the media was kicking off, we still had to figure out the logistics of delivering these signs safely, because our number one priority was to maintain uh, the CDC's recommendations, which were constantly changing. And at this point during sign sales, the only mechanism we had for delivery was to have volunteers hand place them in people's yards. And we had to coordinate those volunteers. We had to figure out the delivery logistics so that people who were delivering could do it in one single area. All while this is going on, by the way, Davey, my husband, who's had zero logistics experience in his life, was charged with this task because I said, oh, honey, I don't know how to do this. Can you? <laughs> and he said, okay. And so he was figuring all of that out all while I would get calls and my phone was blowing up an order every minute, every minute for two days straight. It was insane. And, um, and then I have Alan and Hayward calling me and texting me at different times saying, Oh, CNN wants pictures and pull quotes. Um, CBS wants to do this interview. Uh, GMA wants these images. Can you send them a Dropbox? So we're, we're managing public relations, basically <laughs> launching a product overnight. We have an e-commerce site that we have to maintain the back end of and figure out the delivery logistics all while maintaining these strict, new, strange, bizarre, and critically important public health guidelines. All of this was happening every minute, every hour, every day, and it was all shifting and changing. And for me, what it felt like was, you know that game Asteroids? Okay, where you like <laughs> hit, an, you hit an asteroid and then 10 blow up, and then now you have to hit all of those all while not being like blown up. That's what it felt like, and it was like that for about eight days. A week, yeah, <laughs> it was a week. And that was really, really incredible because I do think we made a really good team. And I've one of my favorite moments from that time is when I was really stressed out and I had just kind of reached my limit. And Alan just like stopped. He was in my driveway way far away, and he just stopped and he said, okay, Lorna, what do you need? And like that kind of like teamwork is, is what made the dream work, if you will. Um, and I, I think we, we in the end worked really well together and it was really nice to see. And there was one point later on in our volunteer stream where I was turning people away uh, from my house because we were overloaded with volunteers and we had so many people reaching out to help. Um, and that was yeah, that was, was a really cool thing to see. It was it was a classic like Dunwoody rally. Yeah. Like it was people that are running nonprofits, other volunteers, 
people getting supportive behind something they take pride in the community, which was, you know, the mural and the thought behind it and rallying around people in need. I mean, all that stuff is like so classic Dunwoody. And then Hayward and I were able to drag someone new into it, <laughs> which is Lorna and Davey, who are the, you know, the new generation, if you will. We joke, we joke with you guys, Matt and Justin, about being like the next ones up. And Davey and Lorna are the same thing. They moved to Dunwoody not long ago. They have a young child. You know, they're just kind of getting involved. So to see them jump in and take over like this was awesome for us. I would also like to give a very special shout out to the savior of our logistics team. His name is Lon. And he reached out to us when we sent a, in reality, it was a desperate email to everyone who had bought a sign, <laughs> but we made it look like, oh, hey, anyone want to help out? We need someone with logistics, you know, with logistics experience. And he reached out to us and he came up with a seamless uh, solution for making maps that were really accurate and very quick. And he really, really saved the day. We love Lon. Lon this was a, this was a Dunwoody resident? Done yeah. Yes. So we, that, was, that was the coolest part for me was we basically like sent out an email. We're like, can anybody help us? Does anyone know anything about logistics? And of the 500 emails we got back saying, I'll deliver signs for you. One guy was like, I do logistics. Like that's my job. So I spent like, three hours on the phone with him that day. And this is like literally what he does. And he lives in Dunwoody and he like knew my parents growing up and he just like sort of stepped in and started printing out maps for us and taking all our data and printing out spreadsheets and doing all this crazy stuff that I had no idea you could do. So that was yeah. really cool. Lon is, Lon is quite literally responsible for keeping everybody happy and all of these orders fulfilled while we were in that stage. We, we probably could not have handled it without him and he came in he was like our what he was he was our savior yeah so one thing i would like to chime in is the that was like the very first week we were delivering signs all locally within the first week and we were getting requests to go outside our 30338 zip code and you know beyond and we had to figure that out and um, I brought in uh, a gentleman named Travis Reed, who also lives in Dunwoody, who uh, owns Square One Arts and for the shipping mechanism. And so now we are shipping the signs. So that's where we are today. And today I dropped 400 signs off and shipping 400 signs today. So can I ask how many signs have been uh, sold total or is that privileged? It's not yeah, it's a, a non-profit so can i while while lorna you're looking up that number can i clarify a huge thing that's been really eating at me so spruill center for the arts and create dunwoody do not make a dime in this process all every single bit of money that's raised has gone to artists it has not gone to spruill as a fundraiser it hasn't gone to create dunwoody as a fundraiser all the money that's come in for the signs has gone back out to support artists in need and it's interesting because usually like we look to Atlanta, right, for things that are happening and what are people doing. This was a time where artists that are from Atlanta and we prioritize Dunwoody, Sandy Springs, Brookhaven, like the north, you know, the whatever at the perimeter, that's our term, uh, artists first. But the, the all of Atlanta looked to Dunwoody for help here for this project, I thought was really cool, especially for the arts. 
So you guys made no money. You suck at selling things. Can I just tell you that right now? Yes, yeah. you, you can. You, absolutely. You're going to get fired soon. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no doubt. I'm certainly on that trajectory in the first 50 days. <laughs> the, the Create yeah. Dunwoody board is a volunteer board, too. Right. So I haven't gotten paid. Hayward hasn't gotten paid. All of our board members haven't gotten paid either. But like this truly is a vault. Like anyone who's working on this project is doing so out of the goodness of their heart. And they're just putting in their sweat and time. Well, Lorna, go ahead and do the sign total. And then we can go to catch Here up. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. I know. Okay. So well, what That's I'll do is I'll give you, because the only thing I have access to right now are our order numbers. So we've had 2,102 orders, but a number of those orders are yeah. multiple signs. Probably close to like yeah. 4,000 So we've signs. probably sold closer to 4,000 signs. Yeah. Wow. Um, I, I so, don't have the exact sign figure, but that's a lot. <laughs> so here's, here's the, the question, right, that everybody wants to know. So what about Jason and how did this all come out? So right when we started this project and even going back a long time, you know, Spruill has been doing everything will be okay items for as long as I can remember, you know, at least five or so years, magnets or whatever. Um, and they've reached out to Jason time and time again over this time to try to figure out, you know, this partnership, if you will. And there hasn't ever been a response. We've never been able to get with them. So Spruill filed for a copyright of everything will be okay about a year or two ago, and that's still uh, pending and in process. So when this first, when that first story for Channel Five local went up, Jason called me, and so this is, gosh, probably a month ago now. Um, and there was this, we had this great conversation. It was, oh my gosh, this is amazing to see. Um, I'm so happy that this has become a rallying cry for the community and is, um, you know, we talked about how it was challenging for him as an artist that usually his message resonates particularly well during times of crisis, which this obviously was, but there was still that level of hope and there was that level of excitement about getting the message out, especially with the visibility that it was starting to get um, on some of the news stories and internationally where he's been um, trying to work. So we had this great conversation, you know, last, last we talked is we were going to do a Zoom interview um, and I needed programming because Spruill was shut down. So we were going to do this uh, between two ferns interview with Jason and Spruill about the artwork and how did it start and did he ever expect anything like this to come out? And then um, uh, he tried to call me, I missed his call. I tried to call him, I missed his call. Tried to call him again a couple days later and then on the Thursday after that, we received a letter from his attorney trying to clarify the issue. So that's how that all came about. And then, then we, you know, we had our discussions and everything. And once everything got worked out, now we're all friends again. I've probably traded half a dozen or a dozen emails with him since then. I know Hayward, you've talked to him a few times and I'm still yep. trying to do the Zoom interview because I do want to hear, you know, the story and what he thinks about all this. And it's an important, part of this whole um, public art discussion that we're, that we're talking about on a larger scale. Um, how does one single piece of art have this big of an impact? 4,000 signs, 50,000 people in Dunwoody, international stories, one piece of art. And, and to, again, bring a bigger lens to this, what if we had art like this all over Dunwoody all this time? Can you imagine if we would have had other 
positive signs throughout Dunwoody during this pandemic and what that might have looked like, that would be pretty cool. Well, it sounds like, Matt, you should bring on our surprise guest. Jason, come on in. Yeah, bring come on in. <laughs> if you get him on a Zoom interview before I do, I'm going to be pissed because I'm working that hard. I need the viewership way more than you guys do. I, okay. I, and I did see a Facebook post where he basically said this was always meant to be like an open source um, creed. Right. Yes. And, um, and I don't think you guys have broken that at all. I mean, I, you're, like you said, you're not making any money off of it. And the, and the money you are is going somewhere else. So it's... Yeah, I, I think there was a, a true misunderstanding. I really do. I know that's really, you know, politically correct. And that was what the press release and everything said. But I really do think it was a misunderstanding. I think in Jason's defense, I think he got some bad advice from people um, and then took a route that didn't benefit him or us. And not only that, it cost a cessation in the sales of these yard signs that was really starting to reach a peak. Yeah, um, didn't you have to take like a week off? Yeah, we yeah. took a full week off and lost a ton of, yeah. ton of momentum. We lost, we lost momentum. And that's money, you know, to artists that could have used it too. So that was, that was disappointing. Kind of the way the trajectory that this took um, was disappointing, I think, for all of us. I think that, you know, we do have a great partnership, Lorna and Hayward uh, and I, and I think that was really stressful for our work marriage that we were trying yeah. to deal through all this. And, you know, I was working with my Sproul board and Lorna was working with her great Dunwoody board to try to amicably come to a, a good conclusion for this. And I'm, I'm proud of us. I think we did. I think the way that this turned out, turned out well for Jason, it turned out well for us. It clarified the issue about the art and we're all ready to move on from there and, and do it in a unified way. What did what did Jason get in the end? A bunch of like TGI Fridays gift cards or something like that? <laughs> he actually gets first entry to the massage parlors and bowling alleys tomorrow. So that's great. <laughs> well, that's the day to go, right? I mean, you always want to be the first one there. Well, I saw you booked actually, your movie we tickets all have already. To get everything that will be okay tattoo. Oh, nice. That's a good point. I forgot about that. <laughs> Kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for the clarification. So, yeah, no, actually, I mean, there was a financial agreement. Um, Jason, Jason's fine. We're fine. Uh, the artists are going to prevail. You know, I think we're going to do this probably for a week or so more, and then I think we're going to pull the plug on because we're volunteers. This is not what we do. You know, I mean, am I not mistaken, Lorna? I mean, this is... We have kind of a, a the, the the end of the runway is what we see the end of the runway. Yeah, I agree with you. And I, you know, just to piggyback off of what Alan said about our work marriage, <laughs> you know, what was so interesting about this situation is that it really was very complicated and very gray. I mean, every single angle you looked at for, at it from was not clear cut. There was no right answer for anything. And you know, Alan was looking at things from the interests of Sproul and I have to give him a lot of credit because he was a huge advocate for Jason in this and really helped me come to understand where Jason was coming from as an artist. And, you know, from the Create Dunwoody standpoint, our priority of course was with Jason and to do right by him, but also to protect this, this funding that we had for artists. And, you know, at times it got a little uncomfortable and it got tense um when the three of us were talking about it but i i cannot honestly sit back and look at what decisions were made 
and the result of this and say, truly, this was a situation where everybody wins. I obviously can't speak for Jason. In my opinion, um, it was a it was a huge win for him too. And I think that's rare in a in a sticky kind of legal situation like this. You know, they say the sign of a good mediation is everyone walks away unhappy. But I think in this situation, truly, everyone walked away happy. And I think that's also just reflective of the community here and all of the different um, chess pieces on the table. At the end of the day, we're all, we all have our assets. We all have our strengths. And um, it just took a minute for us to like really sort it out and iron it out and get it right. And I'm proud of us. I haven't talked to Jason personally, but um, I'm sure, yeah. I, I'm sure I would be really happy having a conversation with him afterward. Um, but yep. you know, we wanted to make sure that Sproul handled that conversation because they know him so well and they have a relationship with him. And Alan, can you give a little background on what exactly everything is going to be okay or everything is okay, what it means? Everything, everything will be okay. Be okay. Oh. Yeah, if you're going to infringe on the trademark, do it. Right. I didn't want to yeah. say it exact. Um, so. How about a little bit of the history? <laughs> Way to check your show notes, so, Matt. <laughs> so in 2009, there was an emerging artist exhibit at Sproul, um, and Jason was one of several artists that was at that exhibit. Um, his Everything Will Be Okay is a, is a project that he's been working on, and one of the manifestations of that was the sign that went on the old smokehouse. Um, so that went up in 2009. It was a temporary exhibit. It wasn't intended to last for decades. Um, and it actually fell apart. And I, I think it got thrown away. I mean, I don't know what happened with the original one. But the sign that's up there now is a replica because um, there was kind of an outcry from the community for that sign to go back up. And so it went back up as a facsimile. And it's um, stayed there ever since. Does he have these signs throughout the world? I thought I read somewhere there's in other places too. There's there's different um, executions of it. If you go to his website, you'll see like there's one in a straight line with an airplane behind it. And there's other artists, you know, in, in, in perfect candor, there's other artists that use that phrase as well in various ways. There was a film that was made and there was, um, there's an artist at the Saatchi Gallery that's selling everything will be okay, eventually prints for like $5,000 or paintings for like $5,000. So it's, it's been his concept absolutely since like 2006, maybe 2007 or so. And he has used it in different ways. He's put it on um, stop signs or, or street signs and it's been spray painted places. He's doing a similar campaign uh, in another city uh, appropriating the yard sign idea, if you will, um, to raise money in other cities as well. So yeah, that's kind of the history of it. I think there was an old Cheech and Chong movie that was titled Everything Will Be Okay. So you can't really take that much claim to it. Well, there's also in Italy, um, right around the time our yard campaign was going up, they had like, everything will be okay with the rainbow signs. And people are making uh, this all throughout Italy, which I think is really cool. Legally distinct. Who who has the copyright now? Who who walked so, away with it in the? So I want I want to clarify. I don't think it's a copyright. It's a trademark. Right. So, well, it, I think they applied for both. You can't copyright it, so it is a trademark. Yeah, you can't. Yeah. And so, Justin, no one has it right now. The application is pending as part of our. Yeah, I know. You can you can jump on it. Mo money. Um, 
as part of our agreement, we have transferred the work that we have done with the trademark to Jason for him to pursue it. And he is granting us a non-exclusive use of it uh, going forward. Oh, How's that? Good. That sounded really legal, didn't it? Yeah, no, I have no, no idea really what that means. Yeah, I You're allowed to use it as much as you want? We're allowed to use it as much as we want. We have an agreement on sales, just like we do with other artists at the gallery. So if the, the typical gallery agreement is a split between an artist and a gallery, gallery brings people to the gallery, the artist provides the work, and that's the way the relationship works. So going forward, anything that's, everything will be okay that is sold out of the gallery, um, Jason will get his uh, percentage of. He'll get a taste. Nice. Yeah. But I mean, again, it's, it's, we're, we're not going to be in the fight for protecting everything will be okay of every way, shape or form. So if someone goes to Georgetown swim and tennis, hypothetically, and sees a giant mural there, you know, that's, that's not our responsibility. I thought that craft. I'm pretty sure that that's excellent. an original dike. What was that? <laughs> what was that? I said, I'm pretty sure that's an original dike. Yeah. Yeah. I, so, and uh, I think most people know that I went to the club and I took some black paint and I put it up on a white. Wait, that was that was you? That was me. I'll confess to it. And big shock. But but uh, I tried my best to make it a unique font. I, I cleared my my memory of the you know the fontography, all that good stuff. And I just said, I'm just I'm going to do it from you know my own handwriting. And sure enough, it came out identical, down to the K. <laughs> I mean, how do I not know what this is? What is what are you guys talking about? Oh, at Georgetown Swim and Tennis, Lorna, there's a there was a blank wall there, uh -huh. and it was painted with "Everything Will Be Okay" in a in a white background with black type, which goes against and several ordinances, context. though, in public art, First Amendment. I mean, I'm sure Cecil's been on you, Justin. <laughs> you know, um, I've been ignoring someone's call, so <laughs> <laughs> that's probably a good policy. City of Dunwoody, up. Oh, sorry, not here. Lorna, I'm going to find you a picture. Well, so yeah, I kind of piggybacked on this uh, this whole thing a little bit. I, I I painted it up on the wall. It was big. Uh, some woman came up like right after I'd done it. I was taking a, a photo of myself doing a thumbs up, and uh, and then like you know two days later it was written up in what USA Today. Yeah. Yep. Lorna, how do you not know this? This is crazy. When was sure. this? This was in the midst of the chaos. Yeah. This week. No, 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 not this week's chaos, Lorna. Last week, two weeks ago's <laughs> chaos. <laughs> You're gonna have to catch it. It's been a blur. So, You're gonna have to specify which chaos. <laughs> so that the images that I took though, they made it like it started with Fox Five, and then it made it in the USA Today. I like, and um, one of their writers called me up, uh, and then like, uh, like the last place I saw it, it was in uh, the Daily Mail, right? Didn't, didn't that article have it in one of their galleries? Yeah. It, it ran pretty, it ran pretty wide. You know, it's so funny is like seeing the way that the different media, there you go, Justin. There you go, Lorna. See, not, oh! not for, not, this oh, is, this is, yes, this is I not good as that. a visual. I have seen that. You made it, the way you were talking about it made it sound like it was very sloppy. So that image did not come to mind. That, that really is not, beautiful. <laughs> that is not a, a Jason, that is a Justin. <laughs> That's a poor man's Jason, also known as a Justin. <laughs> because I made the OK a lot bigger, I think it's safe. You could have spelled out OK, OKAY, and you know. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, what was interesting, guys, and I'd love to hear your all thoughts on this, was how each story had a different 
angle and a slightly different viewpoint on it. Like the CNN one said, Dunwoody Town will have volunteers play signs in yards. So that one really wasn't even about the message at all. It was the fact that volunteers were going to come put something positive in your yard during this. And then um, Good Morning America showed all the different iterations of everything will be okay. Someone's shed and Justin's and um, Jason's and all sorts of ones. And then there was the story that we've been trying to tell for a month now, especially that I've been trying to tell about Reagan and her story personally and what the sign means to her um, and her family. And that one, you know, never got picked up, which I think is the good story. And then there was, of course, the whole artist wrong by, you know, big, bad, sprawl story that some of the other organizations ran with. It was kind that's of That's the like, only one I heard. Yeah, that's the good one. That's the hero's journey, right? That's the classic one where we do something good and then the hero's downfall and then coming back to it. So for all you Joseph Campbell fans out there. <laughs> Lorna, that was for you as an English Oh, I got it. <laughs> yeah, I figured you did. So what do you guys think? Didn't you find that interesting, the way that the story played out in each of the different um, ways it went on TV or broadcast or whatever? I did. Which one was your favorite? I mean, if without the Reagan story being oh, taken out. You know which one? Good Morning I, I America? Was, no, that was terrible. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Ryan, if you're listening. But there was one that was done... Um, so there's a there's a great picture which I love of Lorna being interviewed with this dude with a um, phone at the end of the selfie stick and he's got a mask on. So this is when stuff got real. It was shot at the um, ceramic studio at Sproul. Do you remember this interview, guys? I do, and I remember it the never, story. It was it was scary. Like we stuff that was, was just really, really getting scary. Oh, it was eleven alive. It was eleven alive. They and never they... ran it. They never ran it on broadcast, but they ran it on their YouTube channel. And I literally teared up um, watching it. I thought it was so well produced and so well done. There's this background music and it just shows all the signs and it has a good interview with Lorna and me. Um, and they cut Hayward out, which was really smart. And that's probably why it's so good. <laughs> no, I thought that one was really well done. What do you guys, which did you I like? I actually agree with you. That was, that was my favorite one because of how focused it was on the story and the aid part of it, mm -hmm. um, which was interesting because when you watch it, it, it is very moving and very sad. And the, the piece that was left out is, is all of the joy that the message brought. So I find, I found it interesting where media sort of had to pick and choose, you know, like 11 Alive really hit a home run with that story but they weren't able to feature the sunny side of the story, which is that everybody in Dunwoody feels better and can take a deep breath and can have this reminder that everything will be okay. Um, it has been an interesting uh, sort of schooling on PR, media relations, false narratives, <laughs> um, all that stuff. It's, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's like a baptism by fire. I couldn't believe how much media attention we got. And the fact that, you know, I'd be on day 14 or, or hour 14 of my day and I'd have someone text me saying, oh, I hear you're on the PC. It's like, oh, okay, that's interesting. And then just to not to have any time to really sit back and watch those stories as they unfold. So I feel, I feel very out of touch with the overall, <laughs> uh, media rollout because we were living it and not you know, not watching it 
which is how it should be. Um, but I, I do kind of want to go back and, and look at those stories again and take a, and just take a moment to appreciate it because it's pretty, it's pretty significant that people in London were talking about what was going on in Dunwoody. And that's really cool. You know, what was interesting to me is that the, um, Kim and her team at Discover Dunwoody put together a report from their PR agency on the value of the story and the sign. And so what do you, if you guys can guess, and if you know the answer, don't cheat, but what was the value dollar wise of the placements for this story for Dunwoody? Oof, I don't know. It's $3 million. So the story ended up running in 41 um, TV broadcasts and 81 online and print publications. And I forget what the total viewership is. It's somewhere in the hundreds of millions, but they place a value on it at $3 million. Buy ads. Right. Like the clicks you get. Right. $3 million in awareness uh, equivalent for Dunwoody and everything will be okay. And Jason and Sproul and create Dunwoody. So it's amazing that one idea when, you know, one of us is running and one of us is at a bar and drags in our, our new create Dunwoody person. Yeah, I'm looking at you. Amber. I'm the ingenue of this. That that, that that literal intersection of those things happening made, made well, 4,000 people hopefully are uplifted every day, you know, made Jason famous, more famous for his work, brought create Dunwoody into the fold as a viable nonprofit that can not only raise money, but can influence the direction of art, you know, brought attention to Sproul. It, it's crazy, right? Four words. And, and the power that art has is, to me, that's, that's one of the coolest stories here. And to bring it back to the artists that we've helped so far, we, before yeah. uh, this situation with Jason happened, we were able to give a little over $4,000 to nine different artists. Um, and some of the stories have been, they they moved me to tears. I met with one woman who the funding we gave her is literally keeping a roof over her head this month. And awesome. these are people who are really hurting right now and actually need this financial aid. And um, to be able to help people like that has been really humbling and really awesome and that's the part that i'm really looking forward to doing now that all of this is settled out and we actually have an idea of what funds are available to kind of get that ball rolling again you do have the ball rolling yeah brule is a part of a bigger picture here with with public art and that's what create dunwoody was formed for so you know create dunwoody is going to pick up that ball and continue to run with it because Again, unfortunately, it's taken a crisis like this to show how important art is. We've talked about art for years in Dunwoody with no action. You know, the board of Cray Dunwoody, um, the three of us, Sproul, Jason, all did this project. And now art is, every, right? It's everyone's conversation now. Everyone's talking about this. This I was told by one of the media people who I had to call with the story correction, this is the biggest story in town right now. Really? Okay, so art is now the biggest story in town when it was sitting on a shelf uh, in October and a half ago. Great. Well, then we did our job. That's the mission of Create Dunwoody. You know, we say amplify the arts, and the mission of Create Dunwoody is to bring attention to arts and how that relates to Dunwoody. So if we did 
nothing else besides raising thousands and thousands of dollars for artists in need is we raise the awareness of how important arts can be and how that will continue to shape the culture and the direction of our community. So, Well, what's yeah. the next step? How can we help, Alan? Give us a call to action. Fill out the survey. Fill out the survey. And then, you know, I'm sure city councilors will love me to say this, but tell your city councilors that art's important. Tell them what you'd like to see. I now, so I've been doing a lot of walking during the, the shutdown. There are so many spaces that are, that are great for public art that we can use here in the city. Um, I'm amazed by how many blank canvases we have. And I would love to get so many people from the community to shoot out ideas of, hey, have we thought about doing, you know, interpretive art here or a mural there or a sculpture in one place? Or what about something with lights? What about something with sound? I mean, there's literally more ideas than we could ever dream up. And we have a total, as I said, blank canvas because we really do not have a lot in Dunwoody. And so sky's the limit, bar's low right now. Let's all get involved and talk about what we want and let's make this, let's continue this as a public discussion and not something that happens in a council meeting or in a board meeting. Awesome. Yeah, I agree. I think another thing that's happened just throughout the world in general, and I hope as, I hope in Dunwoody, and I think in Dunwoody, is that I think people are starting to really realize the impact that artists have on their everyday lives. You know, we're all home, we're sheltering in place, we're quarantining. What are we doing? We're listening to music, we're drawing, we're painting, we're printing out those like coloring books and coloring with our kids. We're watching movies, TV shows, short films. And there's so many different ways to be artistic. And I've really liked going on Instagram during this time and connecting with different accounts that I see in Dunwoody and just seeing how artistic this community really is. And one of my goals for Create Dunwoody Yes, absolutely. Public art is huge. But one of my long-term goals is to sort of mine the art that we have in this town. We have so many talented people. I was out for a walk this evening with my son, and I was one home away from where I live. And I heard a woman singing, and it was so beautiful. And I had, I had no idea that I lived next door to such a talented vocalist. And um, I wouldn't have known that otherwise because she probably rehearses or takes voice lessons somewhere else, goes to a different studio. And it was definitely because we're home sheltering in place that I, you know, I've lived in my house for five years now. I've never heard, never heard her sing before. And, you know, you go into Instagram and you see all these different um, artists who do it for hobby or for work. And one of the things I would love to do with this nonprofit is provide a space for people to come together in Dunwoody and feel more connected through the arts as citizens too. Now, well, this was, this was weeks in the making. So thanks for uh, finally making it happen, guys. I'm glad everything worked out and really did a great job. Yeah. Thank you for having us. And thanks for your yeah, patience. Thank you for having been, us. We wanted to make sure that we knew what we were talking about before we were talking about it. So thanks for waiting on us. All right. Well, thanks guys. Thank All right. You. Thanks guys. Thank you.